What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Megan Wilson on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. You guys are going to love her southern accent. Megan, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you like. Okay, thank you, Shelly. Well, my name is Megan, and I will just kind of give you a little background about where I started this whole process. So... I was kind of one of those girls that started late. I had a very late period, and then I always had weird periods anyways. I was never regular. I always, I guess, was jealous back then of the girls who had, who started early and then who always had a regular period. That was just not me. And then when I went to college, I was playing college soccer, and my periods were so irregular, like I would just start in the middle of a of practice or game. So I had my mom take me to a uh, OBGYN and that's when I first got on birth control. And for me, it was just um, to have a regular period to know when it was going to start. Although I was never even regular on birth control pills. I always had spotting and it was just very hard to control. So got through college moved to Nashville. I'm from East Tennessee. And then I moved to Nashville for a job. And I didn't, you know, need that safety of knowing exactly when my periods were going to happen. So I just took myself off birth control. And a year went by before I even had a period. So I found a doctor down here. Of course, they always want to diagnose you with something. And they did some kind of hormonal testing and blood work, but they could never really diagnose me with anything. They said I never really fit one category. They sent me to an uh, endocrinologist and she was very nice. And she just said, well, if you ever want to get pregnant, just come back and see me. And I was just thinking, okay, like, you know, of course I'm not ready now. I'm just out of college. So we'll see. So they put me on, I'm pretty sure it's the progesterone, the 10 day thing that makes you um, start uh, having a period, hopefully. So that was awful. Those 10 days were awful. So I finally had a period and then went back on birth control. And then I've just been on birth control for a really, really long time. So about three years ago, I started having really bad headaches and migraines. I'm married by then, like have no sex drive whatsoever. Pretty like emotional, uh, labile. And I'm a pretty emotional person to begin with, but this was like crazy mood swings. So I kind of started going down like more natural, um, lifestyle, wanted to be more homeopathic type of things. So I'm actually a nurse practitioner and I work in acute care, like chronic medicine. So I've swung (laughs) really far to the left of being like, I want to do everything preventative and natural. 
So <clears throat> I found a um, OBGYN who was very supportive of me and we talked about all the different types of birth control and then we just decided to just go off the pill. So I've been off birth control for about three years and that was probably the best thing for me and my relationship with my husband. It took months, like probably six months, eight months, but I finally started having regular periods, pretty much regular. They're longer, but they're pretty much regular. So <clears throat> that was a good sign for me because my whole family has thyroid issues like hypothyroid and Hashimoto's. And so I'm super nervous about that. And thyroid problems can also <clears throat> cause your period, your menstrual cycle to be irregular. So I, every month I got a period, like, you know, within a few days of when my Fitbit expected me to, I was so happy. So I've been doing good for a really long time. And just recently, my husband and me started thinking about having a family. Up until now, I have always just, when people ask, you know how people always ask you, when are you going to have kids? I've always just told people I never wanted them. And that's honestly because <clears throat> I never thought I could get pregnant because of all the weird periods and the endocrinologist saying it might be hard for me and come back and see her. So... <clears throat> I think that was my safety mechanism and just saying, I just never wanted them. So my husband and me finally um, decided to try. So we did for a few months and even just um, trying when you're older <laughs> is not that much fun. You know, you have to, a certain window, you have to have things done. It's just a lot of pressure and stress. So I was feeling great. We we were doing this process, this trying to conceive process. And then my last, or my first day, my last period was October 16th. And I was two weeks late. So I finally took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And I had mixed emotions. I was like excited that it actually worked, but then super nervous because I never guess thought I was normal and I just was unsure of where to go from here <clears throat> so I will never forget that date October 16th the first day of my last period because everyone asks you from here on out when that was so my husband was super supportive um, but he was really nervous he was talking about private schools versus public schools. And then when do we need to start a college fund? And I was just like, oh my gosh, I was trying to like reserve all my nerves and emotions because I just wasn't exactly sure what was going to happen. So around probably week eight, I finally like just let go of this wall and I got super excited and I wanted to start planning. And, you know, I started thinking about which room in our house did we want to paint and have a nursery and what kind of furniture and just got super excited. And then week nine, which by then is the Saturday before Christmas, I started having spotting. So of course, I, um, I mean, I have a medical background, but I don't know really much anything about women's health. 
So I had to Google and look up a lot in my um, medical journals and stuff. And I'm like, okay, spotting can be normal. That's no big deal, right? And every single day, the bleeding got worse and worse and worse. And now by this time, it's Christmas, so my doctor's office is closed. And I hadn't gone in for an ultrasound or appointment um, before, like, you know, during my eight weeks because my husband was out of town. So we were waiting till week 10 or week 11. And that was totally fine. Like, no, no, you know, nothing to worry about. So week of Christmas, I'm bleeding every time I go to the bathroom. Every time I go to the bathroom, it looks like a murder scene and there is blood everywhere. And sorry if I get a little choked up. So thank goodness for my neighbor who has now become a really close friend of mine. I knew she had had a miscarriage. So I asked her if I could come over and if she wouldn't mind giving me the nitty gritty details. Because in my mind, I can kind of process things if I know, if I know what to expect or know what the physical... Um, like hardships is going to come. So she very sweetly talked me through her entire miscarriage. And so I said, okay, I can do this. And again, I've never even gone to a doctor or gotten even to speak to one because now it's a holiday. So I'm at home with my husband and I was kind of glad he was off for the holidays and having a natural miscarriage on my own. So my only knowledge of miscarriage was from my sweet neighbor and then what I have read about online or looked up. So I had read somewhere that the bleeding would intensify and you would have cramping. Well, I never really had cramping during all this bleeding. And at one point I did get nervous about the amount of blood. It was amazing to me how much blood you can lose so after christmas is when the cramping starting so the bleeding intensified up until after christmas and then the cramping started so i think i had a day and a half of basically cramping slash contractions i'm assuming that's what contractions feels like it was awful I couldn't find my heating pad, so my husband ran out and got me one, and <clears throat> I was just using the heating pad in my bedroom trying to get through this, like constantly going to the bathroom, bleeding, constantly cramping, having contractions, using my heating pad. I couldn't ever find a position that was comfortable, so at this point, <clears throat> I didn't know what else to do, so I'm just dealing with it at home so had all that for the the contractions cramping for a day and a half the very next day I was actually supposed to be at work and I called out and I had someone switch with me thank goodness because that morning so now I spent two days at home just dealing with this my husband was like let's you know I have to run an errand just come with me so I had the heat seats on and heating pad in the car with me. And then we get home and I was like, oh, I, I have to go to the bathroom. Like I thought I just had to pee or something. 
So I run to the bathroom and I immediately knew and I passed the little embryo fetus. And I immediately lost it, started crying and ran to my closet because I knew what it was without even looking. And I had to get my husband to come get him. And <clears throat> so my husband very sweetly retrieved uh, the little guy and we talked about him, we looked him over and then we buried him in our backyard. And that was probably, or no, I know that was the hardest thing I have ever done and had to go through. So we kind of did all of that on our own at home. And then it's finally after Christmas and my doctor, she was like, let's keep your, you know, 11 week appointment and your ultrasound and we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll go now that you've had your miscarriage. We'll proceed with the ultrasound to make sure you've passed everything, you know, naturally. So I go in for my, my ultrasound appointment and the, unfortunately, the ultrasound tech had not been informed that it was not a viable pregnancy and that's not what we were looking for now, but a miscarriage and uh, looking to make sure I had passed everything. So we had to inform her of that and that was not fun at all. And you're sitting up there staring, or I'm laying there, and my husband's sitting beside me, and we're staring at the monitor. And <clears throat> I do know um, some ultrasound pictures and images, so I could tell that was my bladder, that was my uterus when she found my odor, ovaries. And it was just very sad that the first time I was seeing this was an empty uterus because I knew I had already passed everything. So I continued after this, you know, I kind of, I had to work three or four days in a row. I had a like festival that I was going to, there was just so many things I couldn't really process like emotionally or mentally anything. And I was still bleeding. So my doctor said that I might bleed for a while. She said, you know, just, just know that you'll bleed for a little while and you'll know when you need to take yourself to the ER. And I'm just thinking, Oh my gosh, this is like, there's not much help during this whole process at all. So I actually bled for four more weeks. So in a total of five weeks. So that gets me through <clears throat> now to like almost the end of January. And I finally stopped bleeding and I was so happy that I just finally stopped bleeding. So I actually had some time off the end of January and beginning of February, which in hindsight was perfect timing. I didn't plan it. <clears throat> it was just already scheduled. And uh, that's kind of when, I don't know, is it like postpartum depression or your postpartum hormones? Like no one ever talks about that. Mm -hmm. That was awful like I feel like I handled the physical part fairly well uh, but I was crying all the time I couldn't tell you why I was getting really mad all the time 
And I just, I have never experienced that before. That was a very wild ride. And I was starting to feel like this can't be normal. This isn't me. This can't be normal. What's happening? You know, I'm normally a very happy, cheerful, go lucky person. And it was just not me. So I, um, a couple of things that really helped me was talking to my neighbor again. She took me for a walk here in the neighborhood and I just got to talk loud, yell, curse, whatever I needed to, because I was so mad at that point. And then I just realized, well, <clears throat> I'm go- I've had trauma and I am now dealing with grief and you, all those stages that you go through when you have had something like that happen to you. So it was just amazing, like the outpouring of people when you told them um, of how they received the information so sweetly, even though they have never been through this before. So I had one friend at work who actually is currently pregnant, and she just listened to me, and it was the best thing in the world, even though she had no idea what I was going through. I had my neighbor who had experienced it and then my own sister has actually had a miscarriage so I actually got to see her in person and we hugged each other and cried for an hour and I honestly think the best thing is finding someone you can talk to one who's been there before and done it or who will just listen to you no matter what no judgment and then my sister-in-law actually has had a miscarriage. And so when I, when you start talking about it and telling people, they start telling you their stories. And it, to me, I was just shocked at how many people have actually had a miscarriage and you never know it. And I, I think that was the hardest part for me. Like I just never thought it would happen to me. I just thought I would get pregnant and then that would be it. Right. That I wouldn't have to go on this journey of miscarriage. So my sister-in-law actually suggested, because at this point I needed something to do. Like I'm like, I don't know how to heal myself. I don't know what to do for myself to get through these hormones and through this feeling. And then, you know, how do I have another normal period? And like all these questions that the the medical system could not answer for me. And I guess I'm a little disappointed, but understand that also that they can't tell you exactly what's going to happen. So my sister-in-law suggested that she's read a couple books and that she listened to a podcast. So I was like, okay, I can do that while I'm out walking. So I got on the just Apple podcast and started searching for things. And then this podcast life after miscarriage popped up and I am so, so thankful for this podcast because I've listened to multiple episodes within a very short time and just hearing other women's stories of all the different types of miscarriages, one, it just opens your eyes that unfortunately this is normal, but it's not a nice normal and other women do go through it. You're not alone. And listening to other women's stories helped me the most. And I thought if someone could share their vulnerable story 
and it helped me so much that that's what I wanted to do too. So that's why I decided <laughs> to um, kind of tell my story. I so appreciate you jumping on and sharing. I, I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. It's just like opening up and healing and helping somebody else through it at the same time. Cause we're all a big, horrible community. <laughs> I mean, we're a great community, but it just sucks to be a part of it. Right. <laughs> yes, that's true. I know that's, that's, it's hard like saying it's normal. Like I don't want other people to, you know, it's hard. Like I, I would not miss on anybody, but it is nice to know other people do go through oh, the same totally. thing. Yeah. 100%. Now, where are you guys at currently? Are you continuing to try? Are you taking a break? Yeah, well, both kind of, I don't know. Well, I actually just had my first period. So, okay. um, so no, and then my doctor honestly didn't give us any advice on how long to wait or whatever. She just said, you know, whatever. I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I think we're going to take this month off and then we mm -hmm. might try again next month. Cause I honestly just wanted to get back to normal. Yeah. Whatever that new normal may be, but <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Everyone, you know, go at it at your own time. Everyone is so different with that too. Um, and you'll know, you'll know when you're ready. No, I always yes. ask, I, I truly feel like you've already given advice, but I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, honestly, I guess I would say <clears throat> nothing you do is wrong mm -hmm. because everything I wanted to try I thought was wrong everything I felt I thought was wrong and it's not it's just you and how you're processing it so nothing you do is wrong in this process yes totally agree and if somebody wants to reach out to you where could they do so um my Instagram is probably the best <clears throat> the best way which is at Meg Mobile Okay, and I'll go ahead and I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much okay. for jumping on this morning. We so appreciate you and feeling the pull to share. Thank you, Shelly. I appreciate you too. <laughs> yes, keep us posted and we'll chat soon. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.